What's up, this Shaq Bear, outside linebacker of the Tampa Bay Bucks, and you're listening to the Fresh Fantasy Podcast. What is going on, everybody? I hope you're having a great day today. This is Alex from the Fresh Fantasy Podcast. This is the 57th episode of Season 2. Today, we're going to be talking about Week 8 of the best and worst plays. We have five names for the best plays at each position and five names for the worst plays at each position. I'm excited to break it all down for another week of football. Um, As you guys know, there is no uh, Thursday night game stuff. I am recording this on Thursday before the games come out, but the episode won't come out until Friday morning. So hopefully all of your Thursday night picks and dreams and fantasy miracles come true. But I'm excited for another another week of fantasy football. And this is kind of the halfway point, so to speak. I mean, with this week going into next week, because there's 17 weeks now of fantasy football, including championship week. And this is week eight. So after this, we are going to be right about to cross the halfway point and I mean, there's been so much to happen this season, and it, it really does feel like that we've had a lot of seasons so far, you know, and like that we've gotten a lot of great football and stuff. But that being said, as well as like for fantasy football wise, it still feels like, like the season just started. And, you know, there's been so much to happen, so many injuries, everything like that. But I'm like, I wish we had, I mean, triple what we have now. And this was like the one third mark, you know what I mean? But we still, we still do because. Fantasy ends, and I think early January this year, I think around New Year's Day is the last week for championship week, and then you know, week 18 and all the Super Bowls. So I think the season ends around February 14th, but again, you guys aren't here for that. You guys are here for some week eight best and worst plays, but nonetheless, I'm excited about the halfway point. I'm feeling good. I'm loving fantasy, and we're here to bring you another great week. Um, as you guys know, one other quick note before we get into this that you should be noted when I talk about all these players and everything like that today is the fact that the numbers that you're going to hear might be numbers that you see differently on your phones, your laptops, your tablets, or your newspapers, or wherever you play fantasy football. These numbers of where defenses rank over the last five weeks, that's the numbers that I have for you guys today. It's been a huge tool for me the last two years now. That's been super helpful in identifying what are actually good defenses and what are defenses that are getting worse or better because of injuries and everything like that. So every number I give is going to be specifically over the last five weeks, unless I say otherwise. We have a couple that are specifically over the last three weeks with some defensive injuries and stuff like that. But keep in mind when I say numbers like this defense is the the best against quarterbacks well that means that they've been the best over the last five weeks specifically so that's more what we're going for today but unless you hear me otherwise just letting you guys know that but let's get right into it with our quarterback starts of the week and my number one start of the week is Matthew Stafford versus the Houston Texans Matthew Stafford top 10 quarterback in fantasy football right now going against the Houston Texans that have given up the sixth most points to quarterbacks I know there's definitely blowout potential in this game but the Rams have shown the last couple weeks I mean they're throwing the ball all day don't matter whether up down, left, right, middle, ABAB. You know, for those of you who know, they're throwing the ball all the time. I think it's going to be a big week for Matthew Stafford. Like it's been almost every single week. Another big game, probably from Cooper Cup. Again, Matthew Stafford, the start of the week at the quarterback position. My number two start of the week is Kirk Cousins versus the Dallas Cowboys. Kirk Cousins, always underrated in fantasy. They're going into a very big shootout game against the Dallas Cowboys. It is a primetime game, and Kirk Cousins is not good in primetime games, at least record-wise. I actually don't know the fantasy numbers off the top of my head, but playing the Dallas Cowboys have given up the fourth most points to quarterbacks over the last five weeks. 
Kirk Cousins has been very, very good in fantasy. He's always underrated, and this will be a good game for him against the Dallas Cowboys in which should be a very high-scoring game. Speaking of high-scoring game, how about Daniel Jones versus the Kansas City Chiefs who have given him the second most points to quarterbacks? I expect this Chiefs team to be ready for revenge. You know, I expect them to score a lot of points this week, and what is that going to do? That's going to force Danny Dimes and the boys to throw a lot of passes, have a lot of plays, and hopefully score a lot of points against a very awful Chiefs defense. Hopefully they're going to continue that. Daniel Jones is two games over 28 fantasy points this year. Wouldn't be surprised if he makes this three against a team that's just been absolutely shredded by quarterbacks this season. My number four start of the week. God's been very hot lately against a defense that has not been very good lately, as it does look on paper. That's the Carolina Panthers. Eighth most points given up recently. Again, Panthers have not been good ever since they lost J.C. Horn. That was such a big loss for their defense, and Stephon Gilmore is not back for them yet. Matt Ryan, the last two games he's played, has played really, really well. Um, I expect this to be you know, uh, a good game for Matt Ryan. Again, there's not a lot of them this year. I'm not a big Matt Ryan guy, but this is one of those matchups where I'm very confident in him. Kyle Pitts, Calvin Ridley, the whole gang. Number five start of the week is actually Jared Goff. I mean, Jared Goff and the Lions are running some of the most plays in the league. They're playing in one of the higher implied totals of the week against the Eagles, who have given up the fifth most points to quarterbacks. Jared Goff, a very underrated streamer if you're looking for someone this week. On to my QB sits. My number one is a beware pick. What beware picks are are not guys that you should really ever sit. You're going to play this guy no matter what. But this is just a, hey, you know, you might, might want to think about this for this reason. That's Dak Prescott playing against the Minnesota Vikings, who have actually been the best team against quarterbacks. The number one best. Again, I would start someone like Stafford over Dak, where normally you wouldn't. I would consider starting Daniel Jones over Dak. I know it's a hot take, but again, that's why it's a beware play. You're going to probably play Dak in almost all instances, but I'm just saying, hey, beware. You know, a little, little Halloween trick-or-treat type thing. If you have someone else, i definitely consider starting them over Dak. Number two set of the week is Tua Tungavailoa versus the Buffalo Bills, fourth best team against quarterbacks. Tua coming off a great game with 28 points last week, but still no Will Fuller, still no Devontae Parker. We could get Parker back this week. Mike Gusecki has been eating, and Jalen Waddle's been eating. But this Buffalo defense has been tough as any coming off a bye. I think it's going to be a good week for them. And number three set of the week is a surprising one, but it's Trevor Lawrence. Again, Seattle, one of the better teams against QB. He's not better, but middle of the pack. But – Lately, they've been the fifth best team against quarterbacks over the last three weeks specifically. There's no buy or anything like that in the last couple of weeks. They've been the fifth best against QBs. They definitely started to improve a little bit. I know Trevor Lawrence is coming off a buy, but he has not looked great this season, and Seattle is not as good of a matchup as people might like to think it is. My number four seed of the week, Baker Mayfield versus the Steelers. The Steelers have been susceptible to wide receivers especially, but they've been the sixth best team against quarterbacks the last three weeks. Baker's dealing with a shoulder injury. Odell's dealing with the shoulder injury. Jarvis Landry's dealing with a knee injury still. It's just not good. Definitely don't want to start Baker Mayfield. And my last guy that has been kind of an underrated good fantasy asset lately, but not the week for him, Taylor Heineke against the Denver Broncos, who have been much, much better against quarterbacks. And, you know, it's just not a good week for Taylor Heineke. I love his rushing upside. I love him in a lot of other matchups as a sneaky streamer. This week against the Broncos, who have been third best against quarterbacks, just not that week. But as we move on to running backs, there is no better player to start off with than DeAndre Swift. You guys know how much I love Swift for you OG listeners on the podcast. And now he's playing the Eagles, who have given the second most points to running backs over the last five weeks. DeAndre Swift coming off his best game of the season, season high in touches with 23, I mean 10 targets, 
absolutely love to see it. The fact that this guy's the number two running back in all of fantasy football while having one game with over 50 rush yards, it's just absolutely insane. I expect him to only improve, and this is probably the best matchup he'll have all season until the fantasy playoffs. He is going to be the start of the week and fantasy football this week. My number two start of the week, Chubba Hubbard versus the Atlanta Falcons, who have given the fifth most points to running backs. This might be the last week with Chubba Hubbard. Christian McCaffrey should be back next week. If he's not, Chubba Hubbard's still a great play, but Chubba Hubbard has an amazing matchup against the Falcons, who have given the fifth most points to running backs this season. My number three start of the week is James Robinson versus the Seattle Seahawks have been brutal against running backs i know trevor lawrence is not the play but they've been absolutely god awful against running backs giving up the sixth most points to running backs james robinson going to be a very good week for him he's become one of the best starts in all of fantasy football completely phasing out carlos hyde i cannot say it enough james robinson should be a start every single week my number four start of the week a surprising one a guy that i'd be looking to sell high tiktok coming on that later this week or actually you guys will probably see it on Friday after this episode comes out. Little little hint, hint. But it's Damian Harris. Damian Harris is a start this week, but after that, he's got some tough matchups. Playing the Los Angeles Chargers, who have given up the third most points to running backs. Their star linebacker, not even a star, but their best linebacker, Kenneth Murray, is on IR right now, which really hurt their run defense. So it's not already very good in general. Damian Harris coming off back-to-back 100-yard games. Expect a very good week from him. And finally, my last start of the week, Kenny Gainwell for the Eagles against Detroit, the Detroit Lions, who have given the eighth most points to running backs over the last three weeks. Again, Lions are going to give up a lot of points. Kenny Gainwell is likely going to be a very sneaky start in fantasy with Miles Sanders out. He is a must-play this week. And on to our running back sits. We start off with a beware play. It's not a sit play, just a beware play. And that's Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette's been unbelievable. He's been a running back one, but he's playing the Saints who have given up just 200-yard rushers in their last 60 games now, and both of them were in the same game against Miles Sanders and Jalen Hurts. They've been very good against running backs this season, fourth best against running backs. Going to be a good game for Lenny, likely. I mean, no A.B., but Gronk will be back. But again, just saying it's a beware game if you have someone else to play over him. I'd be a little bit nervous about Lenny this game, but over the rest of the season, it's going to be amazing. God, I am very worried about that I'd be looking to absolutely sell. Check out my TikTok that I just put on him yesterday. Cordell Patterson playing a top 10 matchup in six out of his next seven games, playing the Panthers this week, who have been the fifth best team against running backs. Cordell Patterson's had some unbelievable matchups. He's taken over the backfield, but again, long-term, I don't really like it for Cordell Patterson that much. He definitely worries me a little bit. Not a great play against the Panthers this week, but if you have to play him, go ahead and do it. Another guy's not a great play because he has not taken over the backfield yet. Javante Williams, love the talent, don't love the situation. Melvin Gordon's still getting significant work. Washington football team has now been the seventh best team over the last five weeks against running backs. Greatly improved over the beginning of the season. Javante Williams, definitely a little bit scary for me. Before I start of the week, Devontae Booker, sit of the week, I mean, versus the Kansas City Chiefs. I know. The Chiefs defense has been terrible, right? No. They've actually been pretty good against the run lately. And they've been the fifth best team against the run over the last three weeks. That is obviously very surprising considering how bad their past defense has been. But again, Devontae Booker, you know, Saquon might play and that completely phases him out. He's playing on Monday night, which makes it tough if Saquon does play. That's why I'd be also starting other guys because there's a chance Saquon could play. Devontae Booker is a tougher matchup this week against Kansas City. Might not get all the touches. Who knows? Just a little, a little too wary for me against Devontae Booker. And my final set of the week, guy that has a good matchup, but actually not really. Zach Moss versus the Miami Dolphins. Seventh best team against running backs over the last three games specifically. Uh, Zach Moss, obviously splitting work with Devin Singletary, but he's been getting in the end zone a lot, which has boosted his numbers. 
I think he's touchdown or bust against this Miami defense. It's been a little bit better the last couple of weeks, especially against the run. But that is that for running backs. And we are going to move on to wide receivers and tight ends. But real quick, a little small ad from my favorite sponsor in the whole world, Anchor. And we are back talking week eight best and worst plays with my favorite position in all of fantasy football. That is the wide receiver position. And what better player to start as our start of the week than Deontay Johnson, my boy, your boy, all of our boys. Deontay Johnson playing the Cleveland Browns, no juju. And the Cleveland Browns have been the fourth bet worst team against wide. They've given, sorry, they've given up the fourth most points to wide receivers over the last three weeks. The corners have not been good. The defense has not been good. Big week coming for Deontay Johnson, who's had 12-plus fantasy points in every single game this season. He's been a target monster, volume machine, playing Cleveland, who he's played very well against in the past. Big week for Deontay Johnson. Another guy's going to be a big week for is the man that is returning, and that is Jerry Judy versus the Washington football team, who have been giving up the number one most points to wide receivers for this entire season. They've been terrible. Judy is ready to go. They said that he was in game shape last week and that he could have played, but they figured they'd give him at least another week of practice to make sure he's ready and everything like that. I expect him to be full go this week. I expect a good game for him against Washington football team and a good year for the rest of the season. My number three start of the week is Emmanuel Sanders, who is playing the Miami Dolphins, who have given the second most points to wide receivers. So surprising considering they have Byron Jones and Xavier Howard, but those guys have just not been very good so far this season and Emmanuel Sanders when he played Miami earlier this season didn't have his best game that was actually his worst game of the season six targets two catches for 48 yards I expect a big bounce back Miami's been much worse against wide receivers since for whatever reason I expect a big bounce back week against Miami at least for Emmanuel Sanders but he has had double digit fantasy points in each of his last four games which is great to see my next start of the week is one I say with great hesitation this is sort of like my Brandon Ayuk pick that didn't work out. But it's time to do it. It feels necessary to do it. And with Allen Robinson, we are going to try to go for him just one more week. And we are going to hope for the absolute best. And he's playing the San Francisco 49ers. Fourth most points given up to wide receivers over the last five weeks. Allen Robinson has not had a single game with double-digit fantasy points this year. He's had one game with more than seven targets, and it was week one with Andy Dalton. But again, this is as good of a matchup as he's going to get for the rest of the season, especially with how bad San Francisco has been lately. This is either Allen Robinson week or drop him week. One or the other, but we're going all in, pushing our chips to the table that Allen Robinson, the player that we know and love, is going to bounce back and do what Allen Robinson does. My final start of the week, kind of on that same boat, Odell Beckham. I know. Odell Beckham has not been very good, but again, he's playing Pittsburgh this week. Six most points given up to wide receivers. Maybe I'm false hoping way too much on wide receivers that were previously good that are just not the same anymore. But again, I still believe in these guys. These guys are still phenomenal route runners last year, and I don't think they've fallen off that much. Maybe it's quarterback play. Maybe it's offense, chemistry, who knows. But I'm willing to bet one more week on these guys. But if they don't produce this week for both of those guys, I think they're pretty close to safely droppable in at least 10 or less team leagues. But onto our wide receiver sits, number one, I hate to say it as a Patriots fan, but it's Jacoby Myers playing the Los Angeles Chargers who have given the third least points to wide receivers so far this season. Myers has been a disappointment. Love the volume. Hate the fact that he has not gotten a touchdown besides the one that he got called back earlier against the Cowboys two weeks ago, but he has still not scored a touchdown in his career. Over 1,500 receiving yards, no touchdown. That is an NFL record. 
I don't think this is his touchdown week. Playing the Chargers, who are probably the toughest matchup he's had all season. Third best over the last five weeks against wide receivers. Not good for Jacoby Myers. Next guy, Jalen Waddle. Love Jalen Waddle. Love everything he's doing. But playing the Buffalo Bills, probably guarded by Tredavious White or someone else. But Buffalo, number one team against wide receivers. Not really a week you want to play Jalen Waddle. I think he's improving. I think Jalen Waddle's going to be a very good player down the stretch. But right now, in this matchup where he's not a must-start yet, playing the number one team against wide receivers, not a Jalen Waddle week. Another guy it's not a week for, Marvin Jones. Again, Seattle's not one of the best teams against wide receivers, but over the last three weeks, they've been the fourth best team versus wide receivers. Maybe it's the Geno Smith thing. No, I'm kidding. Obviously, very sarcastic. Not a week for Marvin Jones. Fourth best team over the last three weeks is the Seattle Seahawks against wide receivers. My fourth sit of the week, coming back this week, a guy that I expect to be very good for the rest of the season that will most definitely outproduce his waivers or his ADP um, for the rest of the season, at least. That's Michael Gallup. Playing the Minnesota Vikings, fourth best team against wide receivers. Again, not a Michael Gallup week. His first week coming back from injury, if he is going to play, it seems like he is. But Michael Gallup, like I said, don't want to play him the week that he's come back, especially in a very tough matchup against the Minnesota Vikings. My final start of the week, guy that's been pretty good, sit of the week, I mean, excuse me, that has been pretty good over the last few weeks, Marquez Callaway. Michael Thomas is doing back, but Tampa Bay, even with their god-awful corners and all the injuries they've had, have been the sixth best team against wide receivers. Again, that's why I use this metric of over the last five weeks because they've significantly improved on what was a wretched start to the season for their cornerback defense against wide receivers. Much better lately. That's why I don't think Marquez, Marquez Callaway is like this sneaky start or anything like that. I think he's actually a sneaky sit for the players that do want do want to play him. And it's like, no, I, I don't think you should. But that is that. And we are on to the final tight end start position of the week. And the start of the week, Sticking with the Eagles, I know I have two Eagles at the start of the week, but they are both playing in as good of matchups you could absolutely hope for. That's TJ Hawkinson versus the Eagles. Eagles, third best team, third worst team against tight ends. Giving up the third most points to tight ends over the last couple weeks. Just gave up a big game to Foster Moreau, who's Darren Waller's backup. There's no shade against Foster Moreau. I'm just saying that this Eagles tight end defense is just atrocious. TJ Hawkinson looking a lot healthier the last couple weeks. The tight end seven over the last two weeks. And I think that he's going to have his best game of the season against the Eagles. You heard it here first. Second biggest game of the week is a revenge game. Hunter Henry versus the Los Angeles Chargers. Most points given up to tight ends. Hunter Henry double has scored a touchdown each of the last four weeks. Again, playing a revenge game against the Chargers. I think he's going to be ready to go. And I think it's going to be a very good game for him. Another sneaky start. Going all the way back to Matthew Stafford at the beginning of the episode. Tyler Higby versus the Houston Texans, giving up the sixth most points to tight ends this season. Sneaky good game for Tyler Higby. Another guy sneaky good game for, I don't love him, but a very sneaky, you know, end of the waiver wire. You need someone to throw in play. Gerald Everett versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Fifth most points given to tight ends. I know it's Geno Smith. I know the passing volume isn't there as much, but I think this is going to be a sneaky good game for Gerald Everett. My final tight end start of the week is a top five tight end at the waiver wire position. Alex. Why on earth are we talking about a top five tight end as a start? That is so crazy. Well, it's because it's CJ Uzoma, who is the number four tight end in fantasy football. Caught, I mean, he's only had eight targets over the last three weeks, which is not good. But he's playing the Jets once again, who have given the fourth most points to tight ends. Again, CJ Uzoma, another sneaky start. He's been very good, been very touchdown efficient. Obviously, I don't expect to continue, but... If it is, it's going to be against this Jets team that's been absolutely brutal against the tight end so far this season. Very bad against running backs and tight ends. 
not very good against wide receivers. So maybe maybe it's a CJ Uzama week. Obviously, I'm a little sarcastic, but I actually think he has a very sneaky play this week. And on to the final four players of the week. I don't have five. I say it all the time. I'm not going to BS you guys and just make up and, you know, pull out Adam Shaheen from the Dolphins and be like, oh, don't don't start him this week. Well, no, you don't need that. No one rosters him. I'm looking at guys that are actually relevant in fantasy football to a degree. And the number one beware pick of the week is Dalton Schultz. Been very good. Again, playing Minnesota, sixth best team against tight ends. Minnesota has been very sneaky good. I cannot believe I have as much Cowboys as I do. I'm probably going to get embarrassed by that because it's a primetime game and Dak Prescott's probably going to throw for eight touchdowns. But Dalton Schultz playing the Minnesota Vikings. Eric Kendricks is back. Anthony Barr is back. I think they're going to be very sneaky good against Dalton Schultz this week. Sixth best team against tight ends. My number two set of the week, Cole Komet. Had some nice targets the last couple of weeks. Obviously, there isn't really any relevant pass catchers for the Bears, and you don't want to play them, but especially not this week for Cole Komet playing against the 49ers, who have been the best team against tight ends this year. Don't need to say much more than that. My third sit of the week, Pat Fryermuth versus Cleveland, fourth best team against tight ends lately. They've been very susceptible to wide receivers, a little bit susceptible to running backs. Tight end has been their best cover position for whatever reason. But again, Pat Fryermuth for the Steelers, not a great play this week. My final play, or beware pick of the week, guy that's not a must set. You can play him if you need to, but again, I might play someone else a little bit and just kind of see where he's at first. But it's Gronk versus the New Orleans Saints, fourth best team against tight ends the last three weeks. Malcolm Jenkins, Demario Davis, been very good covering the tight end position. Obviously, Gronk for the rest of the season is probably a top 10 tight end for sure. But this week against New Orleans, I'd fade him a little bit. I would play someone like a Hunter Henry or maybe even a Tyler Higby over him. Definitely TJ Hawkinson. But Gronk, obviously a great play. But again, as we say, just a beware play of someone to look out for. But that is it. That is our five players at each position and four for the tight end sits. And I hope you guys enjoyed that. I hope you're enjoying this five weeks thing. Please leave me some comments or shoot me a DM if you really like it or you hate it. You want me to get rid of it. Always looking for feedback to make this podcast the best that it can possibly be. But thank you guys so much for listening to the Fresh Fantasy Podcast. Please leave a review. You guys already know what to do, and I hope you all have a great rest of your day.